You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 36, where today we talk about the topic of ownership. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Leaders of the Future podcast. My name is Joel. I'm from a ministry called Lift Leaders. And with me, uh, I guess you could call him a co-founder. His name is Julian Clark from the 19... (laughs) Project the preeminent. No, actually, what does that mean? Preeminence, Julian Clark. <laughs> it probably means something that does not apply whatsoever, but it just sounded nice. Pre- preeminent means first and foremost, isn't it? So you know. Oh, you're, you're lifting me up this today. There we go. That just came straight from my heart. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm moved. I'm, I'm moved deeply. My mind couldn't compute it. Just, <laughs> You're just, just making up, up a word. Threw out of my heart there, so uh, wow, flew so out of my heart. Anyway, so um, we are we are on this journey uh, through the leadership acronym. We have come to the last stop, but we're still on uh, one section of the platform. We've got a few more to go. These analogies <laughs> are really <laughs> they're they're really something else this morning. Um, but uh, we're talking about ownership. So a significant part of taking responsibility is ownership. And as leaders, um, ownership, yeah, that's a, sig- that's a significant part of ownership. I mean, we, we could talk for many other podcast episodes or give lots of examples about where things have gone wrong when leaders have failed to take ownership. But um, there's, a, there's this book that was written by this wise, wise man by the name of Julian Clark who talked about a little bit about ownership um so i'm sure you've got many things to share with us today on that topic of ownership julian I th- yeah i mean it's a very I, for me it's very important when you talk about taking responsibility the word ownership has to come in there because that is ultimately what you're doing when you own something you're taking responsibility of something and it's very easy um, from my own experience, I can say it's very easy to make excuses as to why it had nothing to do with me and it had everything to do with someone else or everybody else. That for me is not ownership. That's that's a blame culture. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a massive topic. It's probably quite current or maybe it's just still current and it's always been there. I don't know. But I remember my first leadership opportunities that I got, you know, we, we talk about these, we've, we've reflected on them on many times on various episodes. But I owned that sucker, if that's the right phrase to use, you know. I was I was the one who stayed up late at night trying to put the program together. I had a team, but it was on me, you know. My prayer life was the one that went up. Um, and it was me that thought about the sessions and trying to make them so they weren't rubbish. So the kids would come one week and they would come back to the youth group the following week. It was on me. It was for me to own it on behalf of the team as the leader. Mm. They owned it as well, but I really felt that weight of of responsibility on me. But it doesn't make that easy. Mm. No, and this is where the, the great famous quote from John Maxwell makes so much sense where he says everything rises and falls on leadership. Why is that? It's because leaders are the ones who take ownership. Usually if something's falling, it's because they're not taking ownership correctly. I wanted to use an analogy of, uh, you know, a a man taking a a dog for a walk through a park and 
like humans, dogs also need to go to the bathroom as well. Uh, you know, so <laughs> whether whether that becomes an inconvenience to someone else's shoe later on <laughs> is uh, the responsibility of the owner to lead the dog or to clean up after the dog. You're looking at me so weird. <laughs> like wondering where you're going with this. <laughs> dogs dogs are great companions and they're, they're so helpful <laughs> for, for many things, um, but they also happen to leave a mess. And, uh, you know, if you take that dog for a walk, uh, you're the leader of the dog. If you don't take ownership for it, um, you know, it's it's problematic for other people. That's just a really silly example. <laughs> but you get the picture I'm trying to paint um, as uh, yeah. as leaders in the small detail and in the large detail. Uh, we, are, we are responsible. Ownership and responsibility are hand in hand. They're one and the same thing. If you're not if you're not taking ownership for what you are responsible for, well, then actually really you're not – in essence, you're not the leader. Yeah, and ownership is 24-7. You know, you either own it or you don't. And we've had these discussions before sometimes in church with youth leaders who go, well, on a Friday night, I'm on it. You know, well, actually, you're a youth leader every day of the week. You own that role because if you're in the supermarket and you're having a go at the – you know, the woman who's on the cash register and some of the youth group are in there and they see you, you're not owning that role. You're not, you're not representing yourself in the best way. So actually you've got to own it when you, when you're kind of doing the role, if that's the right phrase to use, but actually you own it 24 seven for us. We're church leaders. We can't have, we don't have a day off. We can't just have a rant. We can't just say all the things we'd really like to say. Oh, really? Because <laughs> don't, don't do it, Joel. Don't do it. <laughs> because actually we're owning, we're taking responsibility for the role that we have and we're behaving in an appropriate way that the role demands. And sometimes that means keeping our mouth shut yeah. because that's part of owning the role, isn't it? Yeah. And understanding what it means to be in that position. Yeah. And you know, I thought you were going to ask me when you said everything rises and falls on leadership and then you went, why? I thought you were going to ask me that question. Why is that so important? No. But it is. It I, is so in, important. Instead, I, I made a random analogy about a dog pooing <laughs> in a park. <laughs> maybe maybe a better analogy is to say, look, if you're holding the ball and you the when you – I mean, I used to play basketball at school, so, you know, you'd – ask for the ball you take the ball you get yourself in position to receive the ball and then it's about what you're going to do with it isn't it so but you have responsibility in that moment but if you drop the ball wh what do you do do you go oh well never mind a eh? opposition's got it now we'll just get it when they're finished with it no you try and pick the ball back up don't you, you try and get mm. a, get a hold of the ball again yeah. And I think it's true when it comes to us and responsibility. Hey, you know what? I owned that role as the youth leader. Didn't have a clue sometimes what I was doing, but I owned that role. But it doesn't mean I didn't drop the ball from time to time. Mm. But actually taking responsibility is what do you do when you drop the ball? Yeah. How are you going to respond to having made that mistake or messed up or just, just got it wrong? Because you're going to get things wrong. It's not going to quite work out. Are you going to make a whole list of excuses and blame other yeah. people? Or are you going to go, hey, no, give me that ball back. I want to pick that ball up. I want to have another go. and I want to get it right this time. And I think that's, I loved your analogy, but maybe mine's better. Yeah. I will own that. <laughs> I, will own, I will own that poor analogy to, to sort of summarize what what uh, what you're saying julian or to reflect over what you're saying is that ownership flows into different areas of leadership one of those is ownership by being an example or 
embodying the culture of what leadership is. Ownership also is something that we take for mistakes, you know, owning mistakes. Yep. Uh, but also the, another area of leadership is owning owning the vision, owning the direction, owning the clarity uh, in the team. Because if your team is confused, who's the best person to communicate and bring clarity in that? That's the leader. There's yep. so many different examples we can use about where ownership applies uh, in leadership. It goes beyond uh, just being an example, it goes beyond how we handle and take responsibility for mistakes. But it also, I think, as uh, ownership also can flow into the direction of the team and the bringing together of the team and the uh, the direction and the the vision of where we're going. Yeah, so def- definitely, it's, it's multifaceted as these things always are. It is, and you've linked it in there straight away, haven't you, to other topics that we've already talked about. That leadership is example and we have responsibility for the example that we have. I, I posted out yesterday that we're always an example. So we need to be the best one that we can be. Um, and that's that's owning how we do life, isn't it? That's owning how we respond to different things. Yeah, but, but ownership is inconvenient. It is 24-7. It, it should produce something in us, I think, uh, that sense of determination that, you know what, I'm going to do the best I can do with what I've got, have mm. a sense of excellence about the responsibility that I'm carrying, the roles that I have, whatever mm. you want to put it. And like you've said, that 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 goes across every aspect of leadership in any part of life, in whatever we do, in whatever sphere. That's not just a church thing. That's a life thing there, um, that we would have that attitude. Yeah. And it is a sobering part of leadership. Let's just be honest. Um you know, that's, it, this could be, an, this, and if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, this sounds a bit heavy. Well, y- there are moments in leadership where you're like, oh, man, I've got to take this. I've got to take this on the chin. I can't expect anyone else to uh, take the blame or take the hit or maybe put in that extra hour or, I don't know, run that extra errand because yeah. if you don't do it, no one else will do it. I mean, that's not a, um, you know, they could we could talk about delegation and bringing people in and all that kind of stuff yeah. to help. But, you know, le- leaders pay a price and ownership is a, is a sober-minded price or a cost you have to count to be in leadership. But also there's rewards of leadership too, which is the satisfaction of knowing that you've accomplished something and you've, you've made a difference in the world and you've done something great for people. You've changed people's lives. So... It's always in a balance. You know, this is the serious or a serious aspect of leadership that it is on you as a leader to take ownership and to carry the burden. Um, But it's always worth it. If it's done right, it is always worth it because of the difference it makes. Yeah, let me um, let you read you something. It is out of my book and I can't believe I said this. I'm I'm not up for controversial statements, am I, Joel? Or maybe I am. There's, well, a, there's I, a new side of you coming out, I, Julian. I wrote, th- I wrote this, okay, and you can you can come back at me on this. Don't step up if you're unwilling to grasp full responsibility for what you are taking ownership of. If you don't own it, you'll not get given it. Is that is that too harsh, or is that is that about right? Would you uh, agree with that statement? It's definitely one of your more Coach Carter kind of moments. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that when you were hangry? Or? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No, was, I having a good, I, was having a bad day that day. No, I, I, I think that's spot on, to be honest. 
you, we have to be real. We have to be straight about these things. You know, when you step into leadership, uh, not everything's going to be sugar-coated for you. No. There's going to be times where people confront you or accuse you and do a lot of these things. So, so we can't shy away from the fact that uh, that is the real brutal truth of leadership. But I will say this. If, if you are waiting to feel like you are ready for that or you have to be the complete picture of a person before you step up and own everything like Julian's saying, then there's, there's also – there's also a middle ground there and knowing that leaders never do things on their own either. You can also get great voices and great people in your life and you can institute great routines and habits and all kinds of stuff in your life to, to make sure that that burden isn't unhealthy or unrealistic for you, but rather it's more of a process. It's more of a journey of you being that person who can grasp the full responsibility of leadership and all the ownership that, uh, it requires. Yeah. Let me, we, we talked, we've called this year, the year of the book. So let me throw out a book for people to read. It's called the Oz principle. It's by Connor Smith and Hickman. And they are talking about ownership really in this book. And they do it in a beautiful way because they talk about above the line and below the line thinking. And if we're talking about taking responsibility in the context of I own it, and how do I respond to the fact that I own it? Then actually, I think what they present works very well. Because below the line thinking is excuse making. It's blaming others. It's where we bring confusion. We point the finger. We Basically, we deflect from ourselves and we say, hey, nothing to do with me. It wasn't me. That's not my job. You know, that kind of attitude. Whereas above the line thinking is this aspect of, I face the reality, I see what's going on, and I acknowledge that things aren't right. I own it. I'm committed to bringing some change. I want to have be solution-focused and then be determined to act upon it. And they use this great, for the, uh, this kind of four-step, uh, I say program, it's not a program, but a way of doing things, and say so they say, see it, own it, solve it, do it. And the challenge is when we have responsibility for something, Sometimes when it doesn't go right, we we don't actually own it. We just start to try and solve it. But until we actually go, what is the truth here? What has happened? What's gone right? What's gone wrong? What's the mistake that's been made? What has caused this to make things turn out the way they've turned out? Unless we're willing to face the reality of it, it doesn't really matter how much energy we put into solving it. Even though we might think by solving it, we're owning it we'll end up back in the same place because we haven't actually gone to the root cause of what went wrong. And I kind of love that, that process. We have to see it first and face the reality of it. Hey, I've messed up. I have responsibility for this and it hasn't worked. This is why it hasn't worked. Now I can solve it and then I can be determined to act on it and make it happen and do it better. Very good. Yeah, very good. I think I think um, every leader is different. You know, some people are more rational than others. I would say I've been an ideological leader often. So, so being a visionary is not a problem. We're getting ex excited about ideas uh, is something that many leaders um, get. You know, a new concept or uh, a new idea, and we like mobilizing people around that. But 
if things are going to work now and if things are going to work in the future, we need to always be prepared to look at the cold, hard reality of what's really going on here. Is this, is this really working? So, some people will defend things just because they, it was their idea or it's how they feel. But, but seeing it for what it is and, uh, and owning it in the what you would say the cold, hard light of day that is a very important step of of uh, not just ownership, but also ideation of creating ideas and uh, strategies and all those kinds of things, visions, um, all those things that leaders do when they are trying to take new territory and mobilize people into things. It needs to always come with that sense of reality. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So here's a question then, just as we finish this episode, to those who are listening, young leaders, let me ask you this question. What do you have ownership of? And that's probably an easy question to answer because you'd be able to write something down. But here's the harder question. How are you doing with the ownership of that thing that you have ownership of? Um, you know, are you taking responsibility for it well? Or perhaps are there times when you've dropped the ball and you've kind of just let it go and thought, hey, whatever. Maybe now's the time for you to go, do you know what? I need to pick that ball back up again and I need to kind of embrace this challenge of ownership in a new and fresh way. So what are you owning and how is that ownership going for you? Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that it brings you some fresh inspiration on your leadership journey. And if you're loving this content and you don't want to miss any upcoming episode, why don't you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on, but also make sure you stay up to date with the latest in what's happening with The 19th Project and Lift Leaders. You can do this via our social media platforms or head to liftleaders.com or the19project.com. We'll see you next time.